If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. The following content is brought to you by Abigail 13 and Orange Thunder. Hey everyone, welcome back to Nintendo Switchcraft. On today's episode, we will be talking a lot about Nintendo Switch hardware and the possibility of a 4K Switch on the way, or at least an upgrade to the current Nintendo Switch on the way. I know we talked about it last week, we're going to talk about it some more. We're also going to be talking about Nintendo shutting down a way for customers to communicate with them. Valheim possibly on its way to the Nintendo Switch those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. If you are watching this over on my YouTube channel and you want to check out the podcast wherever podcasts are downloaded, search for Nintendo Switchcraft and you can subscribe right there. It doesn't cost you a thing and you can take the show with you on the go. If you're listening to the show and you want to check out the video version, head on over to nerdnest.tv. That'll take you to our YouTube channel and you can subscribe there. It doesn't cost you a thing and it really does help out. All right, let's start by talking about a little bit of a history lesson with Nintendo Switch. When the Nintendo Switch launched back on March 3rd, 2017, it launched using the Tegra X1 system on a chip. This is a uh, this is the CPU for the Nintendo Switch. It is the heart and soul of the of the uh, system itself, and it is made by Nvidia. Uh, so NVIDIA makes the chip that powers the Nintendo Switch. Fast forward from March 3rd, 2017 to 2019. In 2019, I think it was 2019. Uh, anyway, uh, a couple of years later, what, what ended up happening is that Nintendo shipped a new Nintendo Switch. Uh, this one still was using a uh, basically a die-shrunk version of of the Tegra X1 chip. So it was a little bit smaller and it was a little bit more efficient. And that means that the Nintendo Switch had a longer battery life. Now, if you look at your Nintendo Switch, like right now, you might be curious, do I have a launch switch or do I have uh, the revision? Uh, the difference between them being uh, the the battery life is the big difference between them. So if you have the launch switch and you look on the back of the Nintendo Switch, it will say HAC01. If you have the revision switch, it'll say HAC01. And then in parentheses, it'll say dash 01 again after that. The, the difference is just battery life. Everything else is very much the same, uh, but it's, you know, the reason that it has a better battery life is because... It's not using the original Tegra X1 chip. It's using 
the shrunken version of the Tegra X1 chip, which is codenamed Marico. All right. So now that we understand that, let's talk about the rumor that has been, uh, I guess, leaked to GameReactor.eu. They have a source who is familiar with the matter, uh, which, you know, take that with a grain of salt. It's a rumor. And that's what we're, we're, we're talking about here. It's a rumor. But the source who is familiar with the matter told Game Reactor that NVIDIA plans to stop producing uh, the Tegra X1 Marico chip in 2021. They don't have any further details on that. But what does that mean for the Nintendo Switch? Now, you go back an episode, I talked extensively about the rumors of a 4K Nintendo Switch, uh, 4K upscaling when you plug it into a TV, still with a 720p screen. Uh, that 720p screen would go from a 6.4-inch uh, um, screen on the portable version to, instead of 6.4, up to 7 inches, uh, basically just getting rid of that bezel, which, in my opinion, would be a fantastic change, getting rid of that bezel. Now, I would like to see... Uh, the resolution of that increase from 720p probably up to 900. I know that there's people who also listen to my podcast, 143 pixels, and they're like, Bill, you always say the resolution doesn't matter. You're right. I do. But when you're talking about a screen uh, and then you uh, make it bigger without increasing the resolution, it just kind of gets blurry. We saw this before on the 3DS, and I was not a fan of the way that the 3DS XL uh, took the same exact resolution but made the screen so much bigger. It just introduced a lot of blur, and I wasn't a fan of it. Uh, but, you know, I talked extensively about that last episode. Make sure you go and check that episode out if you haven't already. This uh, extra bit of uh, rumor news uh, coming from Game Reactor about the the idea that NVIDIA is shutting down uh, production of the Tegra X1 Marico chip, that's the one that's in the Nintendo Switch now, I, it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, Nintendo, if they are bringing a Switch Pro, then one of the very important things that they're going to have to have is more power in order to push that 4K, uh, 4K stuff. Another advantage to having another new chip is to, again, extend the battery life. I mean, when, when you look at the battery life of the Nintendo Switch, it is very impressive. I am always impressed when I play on my Nintendo Switch. Now, probably not the launch one, uh, but the, the updated version, which I did end up trading in my launch one for the updated version. Uh, the, the updated one has a really good battery life. And you can play your... I, I have never run into a point where the Nintendo Switch has told me, hey, the battery's about to die, plug it in. Now, is that because the battery life is so amazing on the Nintendo Switch? Or is it because of the way that I use the Nintendo Switch? Which most of the time is docked and I tend to play at most for an hour or hour and a half or something like that in portable mode. Now, I know that there are people who use their Nintendo Switch and they never plug it in. I, I'm sorry, they never play it docked. When they are playing, they're playing in portable mode, and uh, that means that battery life is way more important to them. 
so yeah, you definitely want to have the upgraded version. I think that whatever uh, NVIDIA ends up doing for Nintendo, I mean, do they make a new chip or do they bring the Tegra X2? If you look at the, no matter what they do, I think battery life is going to get better, in my opinion. Because when you're playing, it's not going to do all of that crazy stuff. It's still going to be a 720p screen. And if it's a 720p screen, then that's not a lot of pixels. And that means it's it's a whole lot easier for the system to just last longer. But no matter what they do, if they make a brand new chip or if they use the X2 instead of, uh, instead of, instead of the X1, uh, we're going to have better battery life. Now, here's, here's my thinking very quickly, and then we'll move on to another story. When Nintendo launched the Switch, I believe that the X1 was already a couple of years old, and I, I'm not sure exactly when the X1 came out, but I think it was already a couple of years old when the Nintendo Switch launched. Then we got the Marico version, which is basically just a smaller version, and it's a little bit more efficient it's still that older die set, basically. You know, it's still an older chip. And the X2 was already out, I believe, when the Nintendo Switch launched. Nintendo didn't use it because they wanted to keep their costs down so that they could actually make a profit selling a $300 tablet. I think that that was a good move. I know when the Nintendo Switch was announced, a lot of people looked at the price tag of $300 and they... They scoffed at it and said it was uh, too high. Clearly, it was fine. Clearly, Nintendo hit the right price point with the Nintendo Switch. I think they learned a lot from the launch of the 3DS. Uh, So, going with an older bit of hardware in order to keep the price down is a very important thing, especially when you're Nintendo, and with the exception of the Wii U, you've always launched your systems so that when you sell a when when Nintendo sells you one of these they make a profit it's not like when you look at an Xbox or a PlayStation when when Microsoft sells you an Xbox they lose money and they make that money up selling you the games when PlayStation uh sells you a or when Sony sells you a PlayStation same exact thing happens but when Nintendo sells you a Nintendo Switch they make a profit it's a small profit But they make a profit. Now, why is that? Because they're using older hardware. They're using the Tegra X1 chip, which is kind of long in the tooth at this point. So does NVIDIA start, or does Nintendo start using NVIDIA's Tegra X2 in the Nintendo Switch, or do they have something completely new? Now, I am not an engineer. I don't know a whole lot about hardware. If you want to really, really understand hardware and stuff like that, check out Spawnwave. He like he really knows that stuff. Uh, I'm just a guy in his attic, okay? And as a guy in his attic, my gut tells me that Nintendo goes with the X2 because it's a few years old and it's cheaper. Will it do everything that they are asking it to do? I don't know. But then again, the 4K stuff is just rumor, okay? The 7-inch screen, the 7-inch OLED screen uh, with smaller bezels is just rumor. Hell, even the uh, discontinuation of the Tegra X1 Marico is just rumor. So 
we don't have any way of knowing. Uh, but I do think it's very interesting. And I'm, I'm like, this lends further credence to those rumors that we do have a quote unquote Switch Pro or an, a hardware revision of the Nintendo Switch on the way. I'll remind you that Mr. Furukawa said we're about halfway through, or it might have been Mr. Kimishima. Uh, he was the president of Nintendo before Mr. Furukawa. Uh, I'm not sure which of them said it, but one of them said we're basically halfway through the Nintendo Switch's life cycle. Okay, there's still a lot of, of time left to sell Nintendo Switches. And because of that, it makes a whole lot of sense to start increasing that hardware potential because it's going to make it easier on publishers and developers to bring their third-party games to the Nintendo Switch. You look at Nintendo, and when they bring games to their hardware, for some reason, their their stuff always looks uh, just absolutely amazing, comes in really small packages, and runs really well. And then third parties, they cannot seem to get stuff to run nearly as well as Nintendo can. What a big surprise. Nintendo made the hardware. It makes sense. Uh, but I'm very interested to see what's going to happen if we do end up getting a new Nintendo Switch. Do you think that Nintendo stays at that $300 price point that we've been sitting at uh, for four years now? Or do you think that, that that price goes up? Or do you think that that price goes down? I think it's unlikely that the price goes down only because then you have to lower the price of the Switch Lite. And the Switch Lite is already pretty cheap, so I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But uh, let's, let's you know, we'll see what the Nintendo Switch costs when it ends up coming out if we do get a hardware revision. All right. Let's uh, let's let's take a look at Nintendo of America uh, possibly shutting down their servers. Uh, their servers, not not um, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the servers in in this case that I'm talking about are uh, the uh, community forums that allow them to like answer uh, like uh, customers answer each other's technical questions. Uh, it says here. Uh, right uh, after more than a decade of hosting a fun, safe community where passionate Nintendo fans and new players alike can support each other with answers to technical questions about Nintendo products. Um, I lost my and services. We have decided to close the Nintendo support forums going forward. We will focus on many other Nintendo support options that have greatly expanded over the last decade. We've made a decision to close the customer support forum since there are many, many other ways to easily contact Nintendo. Any customers who need support are encouraged to visit nintendo.com slash contact us to find the best contact option for their specific situation. Options include support by phone, chat, text message, or by creating a help ticket. I didn't even know that there were support forums. And if I did, I don't think I would have used them because you get people who are not Nintendo answering your questions. Now, as I'm a, a guy who sometimes answers questions and I'm clearly not Nintendo, that might seem a little hypocritical. Uh, but I, you know, anytime I've had a problem with my Nintendo Switch, I pick up my phone and I call Nintendo. And uh, they, they have fantastic 
customer service that I, it, my experience has been that they have really fantastic customer service. You know, you pick up the phone, the person on the other end, uh, it, I, I feel like, and I could be wrong. We we've all had this, uh, this experience where you call tech support for some reason. And you're like, this person's first language is not the language that I'm speaking and they're struggling with it. And this is not a judgment passed against them, but it makes uh, for a very frustrating experience when the people you're talking to don't quite get what you're saying and you can't quite get what they're saying. That's never been the case when I've called Nintendo technical support. Uh, it always feels like they're knowledgeable. They're, they're, they may be just following a script, but they, they always feel very knowledgeable about all of the issues that I happen to be talking about them with, but also like while sometimes while I'm waiting, like we're on hold or we're waiting or something, they'll start asking me about what games I'm playing. And like, I'll be like, Oh, I'm playing this. And they'll say, Oh, I've been playing this game or whatever. And it always, to me feels authentic. And I've just always been impressed by Nintendo's customer service. Uh, you know, joy, joy con drift aside, hopefully that stuff gets worked out. It's never going to. Um, so the fact that the, this form existed, I didn't know, and I wouldn't have used it anyway, because I'm much more interested in actually just calling and talking to a person than trying to, you know, post something and then wait for somebody to respond. That's always kind of a pain. All right. Some of the best ports on Nintendo Switch have been made by Panic Button. Uh, you look at games like um, Doom, I believe, was was Panic Button. Uh, now, they didn't make the game. They ported the game. Uh, they ported Apex Legends, which is supposed to be absolutely fantastic. I believe they did Rocket League as well. Panic Button, they know the Switch hardware, and they can get it to do some pretty amazing things. And they have uh, recently said that they're interested in porting Valheim to the Nintendo Switch. Now, if you don't know what Valheim is, first off, you probably have not been paying attention to video game news uh, recently because Valheim is all anybody's talking about. I've been playing this game like crazy. It, it's very seldom that a game grabs a hold of me so much that I I think about it when I'm not playing it. Breath of the Wild did that. Minecraft did that. And Valheim has done that. World of Warcraft has done that too. Uh, Valheim is in early access on PC right now. It's 20 bucks. It is the best 20 bucks that you can spend on a video game right now, in my opinion. It is so good. You play as basically a dead Viking and you are in the afterlife and you have to survive. And, you know, you go and you chop down trees and you mine ore and you fight monsters and then you build your castle. It is so addictive and immersive. I've never played a game that has made me feel like I am in the woods. Like I grew up going and playing in the woods all of the time. Like I live in, I live in a very, very rural area and, uh, th there's one other game that feels close to this and that would be the Witcher three as far as like what the woods look like. But when you play Valheim and you are in say the black forest wandering around, 
it feels real. It feels authentic. The The ground isn't flat. There's rolling hills and stuff. The trees are not all vertical. Some of them are tipped this way. The tree physics in the game are absolutely insane. You chop down a tree and it falls and slams into some other tree, uh, starts rolling. I remember I was playing on a server with some friends and I was chopping down trees and I was at the top of the hill and the tree fell, bounced off another tree, landed on the ground kind of sideways along the hill and then started rolling down the hill. Meanwhile, one of my friends was down the hill fighting uh, like these monsters or whatever. And I was like, run, we weren't on voice chat. So I typed in, I typed on the, on the keyboard. I was like, run. And he looks at the tree rolling towards him and turns and starts running away. And the trees bouncing as it goes down the hill. It was absolutely amazing. And if you've ever played Valheim, you've been killed by more trees than anything else. I think Valheim is amazing and I cannot wait for it to come to the Nintendo switch. That being said, even even if like this is true, well, okay, this is definitely true that the that the panic button people said I want to port Valheim, but that doesn't mean that anything's happened. The game's in early access. If Panic Button does port Valheim to the Nintendo Switch, it's not going to be for a long time because my guess is they haven't even started. Uh, Valheim is being run by a very small team. And it's an early access and they've sold millions of copies. This game's fantastic. It needs to be on every system and it needs to be on the Nintendo Switch. If if you said to me, Bill, uh, let, let's pretend for a second that Valheim is on the Nintendo Switch. If you said to me, Bill, should I get Minecraft or Valheim? I would say Valheim. And Minecraft took hundreds of hours of my life. So... I really do hope that Valheim comes to the Nintendo Switch because that game is fantastic and I want more people to be able to play it. All right. I just wanted to warn everybody. Uh, as I record this, this is the 13th. If you want to get these episodes early, you can sign up for Patreon if you want to get the audio episodes early. Uh, Patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. If you are watching this on YouTube and you want to watch these episodes early, they do come out early for members uh, for our YouTube channel as a thank you to people who are members. Um, uh, I'm recording this on the 13th. We have until the 31st for the following. Uh, basically, that's the end of Mario's life on the Nintendo Switch for a little bit. Uh, the following things are disappearing on the 31st, and I just wanted to remind everybody about that. Super Mario 3D All-Stars, uh, which includes Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy 1. Those That game is no longer going to be available either physically or digitally. Now, I've complained about this a whole bunch, so I'm not going to again. Nintendo, I'm fine with the physical part. The digital part is just plain stupid. Don't do that to people. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 35, one of the best battle royales I've ever played, uh, and I've played most of them. Uh, it, it is absolutely addictive and incredibly fun, and you can sit down and be, you know, play a quick match and be done very quickly, and it's so awesome. Um, Super Mario Brothers 35, where you play against 35 other Marios playing the original Super Mario Brothers is no longer going to be on the eShop. So you're not going to be able to play it anymore. 
If you have Nintendo Switch Online and you haven't tried it yet, try it now while you can. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers Game & Watch will no longer be, be available. I don't care. That's fine. It's a physical thing, and Nintendo doesn't need to manufacture these things forever. Uh, Super Mario Maker for the Wii U, not for the N Nintendo Switch. Super Mario Maker, that's the first one. Those online services will be terminated. And, as if all that wasn't enough, Netflix is taking down the Super Mario Brothers 3 cartoon. I don't know if that's really that big a deal. I don't think it's all that great. I remember watching it when I was young. I remember loving it when I was young. And I remember watching it with my son when he was younger. Man, that show was terrible. But that's okay. It's it's terrible in a good way. Uh, along the lines of, you know, Legend of Zelda terrible. Excuse me, princess. Uh, but all of those things will no longer be available after March 31st. 2021. And I just wanted to give people a couple of weeks notice because I I know that I kind of forgot about it. You probably forgot about it. Uh, last thing, speaking of forgetting about things, Mario Day was a couple of days ago, which is always cool, March 10th. I hope you had a great Mario Day. All right. If you have any ideas, if you have any thoughts about all of the stuff that we talked about today and you're watching this on the YouTube channel, leave a comment down below. Huge thank you to everybody who listens. If you want to get these episodes early, head on over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. If you join at the Buck a Month Club, you get all of the episodes without any ads in them. If you join at the early access tier, that means that you get access to these episodes before anybody else. And finally, if you are a producer, then I shout you out at the end of the show. Thank you very much to John Eisenmenger, Bowser, and Travis McGuire. You guys all have a wonderful day, and I will see you next time.